everybody and welcome back to another episode of For the King podcast. My name is Addison. I'm going to be your host for the next couple of minutes. Um, I'm super excited about this episode because it's so close to Christmas and um, I'm just really hoping that this this episode is going to highlight who our God is and what we're celebrating this Christmas um, and the relationship that we have the opportunity to have with God. Um, so the thing about Christianity is as much as it is common or as not common, as much as it is similar to um, other religions out there, there, like there are similarities. There is one thing that stands out among Christianity and among all other religions, and that is relationship. Our faith is built on relationship. There's all these other religions out there, and a lot of them have similarities. A lot of them have, you know, obviously they have a God whom they worship. Um, some some religions have multiple, right? Um, almost all religions have this idea of, like, a heaven place um, and, like, and a salvation, a way to get to that heaven place. Um, but the thing that separates Christianity from all other religions, it is is that it's the only religion built around relationship. You see, all other religions focus on like works and good deeds versus not good deeds, prayer, meditation, these kind of things. And that's how you get into heaven. You have a checklist basically of what you can and cannot do. And that's how you get into heaven. Where the foundation of our faith and the foundation of our belief system is not that you can do anything to get into heaven. In fact, the Bible tells us there's literally nothing you can do to get into heaven in your own power. But when you accept Jesus and you accept a relationship with God, that's how you are saved. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Only then you will be saved. But our our whole faith is built around relationship. And the way I, I want to explain this is by starting at the very beginning. And that's in the book of Genesis. Um, basically, Genesis 1-1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Um, and then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And he saw that the light was good. Then he divided the light from the darkness and he made day and night. And that was the first day. Then God said, let there be something to divide the water into two. And, and so there was, there was land. Um, and then there was sky. And there was water. And that was day two. And then or day three was when they created land. And then um, on day four, God started filling it with plants. Um, and all of this was good. Um, and then God, you know, created the sun and the moon. Um, and then he created the stars. Uh, that was the fourth day. And then he and then he filled this beautiful earth which he created with all these living things and he did that on the fifth day. He created all the animals. Um, and then then he gave them the ability to reproduce. Um, 
uh, more animals of its kind. Wild animals tame animals small and crawling animals to produce more of their own kind. And God saw that it was good. And then on the same day, God created man. But let's back up a little bit. God created all these beautiful, incredible things. And God kept saying, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. God created the earth. This is good. God created the water. This is good. God created the sky. This is good. God created the sun and the moon. This is good. God created the stars. This is good. God created the animals. This is good. And honestly, like, like I love God because I think he has such a funny sense of humor. Um, and, and, and I can just see how how humble he is and it, and it makes me laugh how humble he is because he's like looking at this literally perfect world it cannot be more perfect he's looking at it and he's going it's good it's like it's like a kindergartner when they come home from school and you're like how was your day and they were like it was good and really like there were like four fights and you know like like it was like a crazy day right um but so I just see God being super humble here. And like, that's kind of how I see it. He's like, it's good. But really, it's like the most genuine and heartfelt good there can be. Because this land and this, and this earth that God created was literally perfect. And he filled it. And he built it with this love. And he created it with his hands. And it was perfect. And it was good. And then I love the way I love the way my Bible puts it because it's um, Genesis one verse twenty five. So God made the wild animals, the tame animals, and all the small small crawling animals to produce more of their own kind. And God saw that was good. And almost in the same breath, the next verse says, "Then God said." Let us make human beings in our own image and likeness, and let them rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky. Let them rule over the tame animals, over all the earth animals, and all the small crawling animals on the earth. And then verse 27 says, So God created human beings in his image. In the image of God, he created them. He created them man and female, and God blessed them. didn't require humans okay like his earth that he created was perfect it didn't need us but he created us so that can bring us to the question of why in the world would he create humans why and the answer is because God wanted relationship with us his world was perfect in every way imaginable God's world was perfect and he looked at it and he said it was good and yet God chose to create us and not only did he choose to create us but he chose to give humans authority over all this world we didn't he didn't need us to have authority he didn't need us to watch over all the animals and to name all of them and and you know as he says to rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky he didn't need us to do that because he had that authority but he blessed us with that because he loved us because he wanted relationship with us he blessed them and he gave them the ability to have children and grow in number 
and he gave them all of these things and he said you can you can do as you please he loved them and he wanted a relationship with them here's the thing though a true relationship is one where each person chooses to be with the other that's why marriage is work the 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 man chooses the woman and the woman chooses the man that's why marriages work okay you choose each other you have options you have options not to choose each other you have options to be unfaithful in a marriage this is true all of this is truth but you choose to remain faithful you choose to be with the person whom you're with okay and that's a true relationship God's relationship with Adam and Eve was very similar to this he wanted a true relationship he wanted there to be love between them and him so in order to have a true relationship he had to give them the option to choose God right which means there had to be a choice which means there had to be an option to not choose God and I'm sure it broke God's heart to have to, you know, give them that option. But he wanted them to choose him. So God gives them one rule. He says, you can have anything that you want. You can have all the fruit of all the trees and all the gardens. But you cannot eat from the tree Uh, from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was their one rule. That was God's creation of the choice. And Adam and Eve had to make the choice. And for a while... They walked with the Lord and literally walked with him every single day. Um, and, and, and talked with God and had relationship with God in perfect, perfect relationship. And then one day, he was walking through the garden. And I'm going to read straight from scripture. This is Genesis 3. Starting at verse 1. Now the snake was the most clever of all the wild animals the Lord God made. One day the snake spoke to the woman, Eve. He said, Did God really say that you must not eat from the fruit from any tree in the garden? The woman answered the snake, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God told us you must not eat from the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not eat it or touch it or you will die. The snake said to the woman, You will not die. God knows that if you eat the fruit from that tree, you will learn about good and evil, and then you will be like God. And the woman saw that the tree was beautiful. She saw that its fruit was good to eat, and so, and it would make her wise. So she took some of the fruit, and she ate it. She also gave some of the fruit to her husband, and he ate it. Then it was as if the man and the woman's eyes were opened. 
then it goes on to describe how they realized that they were naked and then they hid from the Lord and and that's what happened. But the moment that Adam and Eve made that decision, they made the choice between God, relationship, perfect relationship and perfect harmony with God and eternal separation from him. Sadly, they chose eternal separation. Because they thought God was holding out on them. And when they chose against God, sin entered the world. It was like a poison, a curse that flooded into everything. And through sin, death came. Because the punishment, what you earn for committing sin, is death. And because of Adam and Eve, every man and every woman of this earth is born sinful. And when sin entered the world, We as humans were forever broken in relationship with God. We did not have a relationship with God anymore. We are eternally separated. for this Christmas season and the reason that we celebrate it and my favorite part about this story of who our God is is that that our story doesn't end here our relationship with God doesn't end here we're not eternally separated okay it, it, it doesn't have to end like that in fact this is simply the beginning of the Bible and the beginning of our relationship with God and our walk with God. Because, you see, when we have the option to choose God or to not choose God, and we stupidly chose not to choose God, we sin into the world and death through sin and we're eternally separated from God. I, I just said all that. But God loves us too much to leave it that way. He loves us too much to just forget about us and, and, and try again, okay? This was his perfect world with his people whom he loves, whom our very purpose for being here, our very purpose for being created was a relationship with God. So when we chose to break that relationship, God could have just started over. I, I, I can't imagine the heartbreak that God must have felt when we chose against him but God didn't give up on us God didn't stop loving us and God didn't stop wanting a relationship with us his very purpose in creating us was to have a relationship and he continued to want that he continued to seek that from us so he wanted to give us a choice once more and he created a rescue plan one that would save us from our sins and that rescue plan started in a manger 
and Bethlehem. You see, there was this girl, and her name was Mary, and she was probably about 14 years old, and she was betrothed to a young man who was named Joseph. Mary was a virgin, and she was a follower of the Lord, and she loved the Lord well. One day, an angel came to Mary and said, Greetings! The Lord has blessed you and is with you. But Mary was very confused by what the angel said, and Mary wondered. This is in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 28, by the way. What does this mean? Verse 30, the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, because God is pleased with you. Listen, you will become pregnant, and you are to give birth to her son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and people will call him the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will give him the throne of King David, his ancestor, and he will rule over the people of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, How will this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel said to Mary, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High God will cover you. The baby will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Now listen, Elizabeth, who was uh, Mary's cousin and is very old. It's what it says here, um, basically. Uh, also became pregnant and was at the same time pregnant with John the Baptist. He says, now listen, Elizabeth, your relative, is very old, but she is also pregnant with a son. Everyone thought that she could not have a baby, but she has been pregnant for six months. God can do everything. Mary said, I am a servant girl of the Lord. Let this happen to me as you say. And the angel went away. I mean, I can't even imagine what Mary was thinking, but she was so in love with God. She knew God. She was so in love with God, and she was choosing God in that moment. She was making the decision that Adam and Eve could not make years ago. She was choosing God. Now, I want you to picture with me the kind of trauma that Mary's about to go through. She's about to experience terrible terrible uh, just people just tearing her apart and making fun of her and 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 she's saying I'm a virgin but I'm pregnant yeah right the Lord like you like you know like people are gonna be like yeah right like sure the Lord gave you the baby yeah ha ha good one before you're married you're supposed to you know Joseph is gonna have to experience this with her but he's saying I'm gonna remain faithful to you I'm gonna remain with you I mean the things that these two are gonna have to go through the trials and the tribulations and the struggles that they're going to face to give birth to this son. And Mary says, I'm servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me. Mary made the decision to choose God. And because she did, God gets to choose us through his son, Jesus. Joseph are from this town called Nazareth but what happens is the um, ruler Caesar Augustus sent an order to all people in all the countries under Roman rule and the order said that they must list their names in the register basically the census I'm reading from Luke chapter 2 starting at verse 1 right now Um, and so Mary and Joseph are 
in order to be counted, they must go back to the towns that to their own towns, their hometowns. So, because Mary and Joseph were both, uh, you know, Mary and Joseph are from Nazareth, but originally they're from this town of Bethlehem. And because Mary is um, betrothed to Joseph, Mary goes with him. But it, this is a long journey. Um, so while Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem. Uh, the time came for her to have her baby. She gave birth to her first son, and there were no rooms left in the inn. So she wrapped the baby with cloths and laid him in a box where the angels fed, or where the animals fed. Sorry, not angels. Um, that night, some shepherds were in the field nearby, watching over the sheep. And the angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord was shining around them, and suddenly they became very frightened. The angel said to them, "Do not be afraid, because I am bringing you tidings of great joy." Today, in the town of David, a Savior is born. This is how you will know him. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. Then a very large group of angels from heaven joined the first angel. All the angels were praising God, saying, Give glory to God in the highest on earth. Let there be peace to all who please God. Then the angels left the shepherds and went back to heaven. The shepherds said to each other, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. We will see the thing that the Lord has told us about. So the shepherds went quickly and found Mary and Joseph. And the shepherds saw the baby lying in the feeding box. Then they told the angels, Then they told what the angels had said about this child. Everyone was amazed when they heard what the shepherds said to them. Mary hid these things in her heart. She continued to think about them. Then the shepherds went back to the sheep, praising God and thanking him for everything they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. And then it goes on to continue through Jesus' life. But that is the birth of Jesus. This was God's decision to choose us even when we did not choose God. In fact, when we made the very decision against God, God created a rescue plan for us because he loves us that's who our god is that's what we're celebrating this christmas season because now we have the opportunity to be in a relationship with god and all we have to do is accept that jesus is lord and that god raised him from the dead and allow him to become king of our hearts and of our lives You see, the birth of Jesus is miraculous and and it's an incredible story and it's it's so beautiful. You see, the thing about Jesus that makes Jesus Jesus, the thing about God that shows us how much he cares about us is not that Jesus was born. In fact, it happens much later, about 33 years later, in fact, when Jesus dies. You see, God God in human form, in Jesus, lived out a perfect and sinless life for 33 years. A beautiful, loving life. Three years of those, um, he spent performing miracles and preaching about who his father is and and sharing 
sharing about the love of God and and, and what God can do and and how much God loves us and that's who Jesus was that's who Jesus is and then one day Jesus is arrested for a crime which he did not commit he has tried and found guilty even though he did not partake in anything criminal or worthy of his punishment and then this guy named Pontius Pilate he uh he asked the people Look, there's this guy who's a murderer, okay? And then there's this Jesus guy. Every year, at this time, we release one prisoner. Here's the two that we've got right now. Do you want to release Jesus, whom claims to be king of the Jews, or do you want to release this bloodthirsty murderer? And guess which decision we made yet again. I'll give you a hint. We did not choose God. Yet again. And because we didn't choose God, God chose us. His rescue plan was complete. Because we didn't choose God, Jesus was sent to the cross and he was crucified. The most horrifying and torturous and terrible death that anyone can ever experience Jesus was crucified and the earth shook and the sky turned black and the veil tore and he said it is finished and Jesus died and you know one of the things that I love about God the thing that just brings such a smile to my face is that every time you think the story's over every time you think the bad guys won every time you think sin has conquered Jesus you get proved wrong and the story keeps going because our story doesn't end with our God hanging on a cross no 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 our story ends with an empty tomb and a Jesus whom lives Our story ends with a God who continues to love us no matter what we do. No matter how many times we choose against him. No matter if we're literally Judas turning our backs to him. No matter if we're Pontius Pilate putting him up on the cross. No matter if we're Adam and Eve eating from the fruit. No matter if we're the crowd shouting for Jesus to be crucified. No matter if we watch that thing. No matter if we say those things. No matter if we go that place. 
no matter if we do that thing. All of that sin. All of that shame. Let God handle it. Because that's who he is. That is who he is. You see, when Jesus hung up on that cross, he took upon the punishment of every sin ever. And accepting the punishment for those sins, he was punished and he was killed so that we didn't have to be. His death gave us an opportunity for eternal life. His acceptance of that punishment meant that we no longer have to have that punishment. We no longer have to die. Instead, we can have eternal life and eternal relationship. Since that's the very purpose for our existence, all of this, all of this is about relationship. When, when, when Jesus died, he bridged the gap between us and God. He brought us closer and gave us that opportunity. But you see, we can't reach God. Jesus says, no one comes through the Father except through me. We can't reach heaven. We can't be in relationship with God unless it's through Jesus. Jesus bridged that gap and that's what we're celebrating this Christmas is his birth and his opportunity to do that for us and our opportunity to have a relationship with God. A relationship that we don't deserve and that we couldn't earn. A relationship that is unconditional and one which God has fought for every single step of the way even when we have purposely chosen against him God kept fighting God kept choosing us and God created a rescue plan through his son Jesus Christ for us but you see like I keep saying the story doesn't end there Jesus didn't just die he was buried and three days later Jesus rose from the dead and he lives. He is a powerful God, a powerful father, a powerful friend. He is our rescue plan and it's not over. Jesus isn't dead. Jesus is alive. He is risen. So this Christmas, as you're sitting around a fireplace and a Christmas tree and you're opening presents and you're praising God for your family and you're remembering the great things that you have and the year that you've been through, don't just think about the presents that are under the tree. Don't just think about the, the Santa Claus and, and, and the fun Christmas movies and the cookies and the lights. Think about the sun, the light of the world, 
the star of Bethlehem, the little girl who was a servant of the Lord, the choice to be with God, to be in relationship with God, and the relationship that God has gifted us the ability to be in. His great son, who he gave us so that we can choose him, so that we can be in a relationship with him because he loves us. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from that time and forevermore. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the beautiful gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for sending a rescue plan. Thank you for fighting for a relationship with us, even when we have chosen against you every step of the way. Lord, we praise you for who you are and how much you love us. Lord, we pray that you give us the strength and the courage to choose you every single day. Lord, we thank you for your son. We thank you for who you are. And we thank you for loving us. We love you and we praise you. And it's in your glorious son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. guys for listening to another episode of for the king love you guys um go out there and remember what christmas is all about remember the god who loves us and who chooses us and i just pray that you guys choose him as well um have a merry christmas and see you next time